Welcome to the 30A Show, your beach happy podcast produced in South Walton, Florida, just steps from the beach. Brought to you locally by Shunk Gully Oyster Bar at the corner of 393 and 30A. Let's get to it. Hey everyone, this is Mike with 30A. Um, I apologize for being a couple minutes late. All on me, even in the COVID-19 era, I have difficulty getting to my appointments on time apparently. So I apologize for keeping you waiting. Um, I'm super excited to share a special guest with you today, but I want to start and set the stage um, by sharing, you know, the Beach Happy podcast and the Beach Happy video series here on 30A. What we do is we're all about, of course, uh, the beach and the coast and the coastal lifestyle, but we're also about happiness and we're about bringing you happiness um, on a normal day, much less amidst a global pandemic that is uh, has turned so many of our lives upside down. So uh, really, there was a, a, a catalyst for this. Um, one of our super fans, uh, Terry uh, Gia Cologne, um, said last night, she had sent us an email and said, last night as I laid awake with my worries, uh, I decided to listen to music. I found myself tapping my foot in bed and generally feeling like uh, in a better state of mind with the music on. And I thought it might be interesting to hear from a psychologist or a music <laughs> therapist on the positive effects of music. Um, 30A Radio, for example, does a fantastic job of spreading happiness in our lives. And uh, we we take suggestions from our fans seriously. Uh, Terry is one of our 30A insiders who subscribes um, and uh, gets inside information. Uh, and so we went out and we certainly took that um, question and suggestion seriously. And we went out and did some research and we found Alex. Alex is the author of Healing at the Speed of Sound. And um, he is founder of Vital Neuro, Advanced Brain Technologies, and Sleep Genius, all of which we want to find out about. Um, uh, and, and we'll talk to him in a minute uh, about not only music and not only happiness, um, but what we can be doing in such trying times to increase our levels of happiness uh, using a variety of, of proven techniques. Alex is an entrepreneur. He's a music producer. He's a podcast host. He's a TEDx speaker. Um, he's got 25 years of experience in neurotechnology. He's the author of the best-selling book, Healing at the Speed of Sound. And he was named one of the top 50 human behavior experts to watch. He has helped uh, through his expertise and through training. He's helped thousands of medical and therapeutic and educational professor professionals um, on brain-related topics. Um, he works with children and adults who suffer from everything from autism to sleep disorders and depression, um, learning difficulties, stress-related issues, uh, all through the power of music. So first, we want to thank all of our 30A fans uh, for, for tuning in and watching, and we want to encourage you to ask any questions you have. I want to thank Terry for the suggestion and uh, would like to shut up long enough to welcome Alex uh, to the show. Alex, uh, uh, I see you are working from the home office as well. Uh, yeah, Mike, thanks so much for uh, having me on Beach Happy. And it's, it's ironic that I'm here at the base of the mountains in northern Utah uh, on a on a coastal show. Uh, having grown up in California, um, spending my days uh, in the water and, and on the sand, it, it's pretty cool to be on Beach Happy with you. Well, you know, I, I on a good um, month. I'm a big believer that we need a lot more happiness and a lot more coaching and training in our lives. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, but we're having a bad month. And so, especially in a bad month where you know, we're all suffering from uh, new stimuli, new circumstances, uncertainty, um, and, and a lot of uh, suffering that we're seeing in the world, both health and economic. Um, I think now more than ever, we need to understand what makes our brains tick and how we can improve our happiness um, as, as individuals. So I want to jump in and kind of ask you some questions that we've been pre-prepared uh, with because we do have fans who have been asking questions all along. But I do want to encourage if you're watching at home and you have any questions for Alex, um, a, a true happiness expert, especially as it pertains to music, um, I want to encourage everyone to go ahead and post your comments below and we will begin to feature them in a moment. That said, Alex, I, I do have a, a personal question uh, before we get started. What degree do you think happiness is a skill 
That is something we have to practice and work toward versus being predisposed to have a happy personality. What, what, where do you fall in that spectrum? Uh, nature versus nurture. Huh? Yep. Um, you know, it, it, it's an interesting question because uh, I believe we all have a capacity um, to really experience joy and happiness in our life. I, I believe our epigenetics um, do play a factor um, in, in that. Uh, our, our environment and our upbringing and the, the attitudes uh, of the households that, that we grew up in definitely mold and shape our, our perspectives uh, and our mood and our emotion. But I think, you know, most, most interestingly is kind of this idea that um, you bring something up right now that pertains to the question, Mike, and that is that many people are living in fear and uncertainty. And when we're in fear and uncertainty, uh, we tend to go to dark places. And when we come from love in a place of calm, we experience a lot, a lot more joy, uh, open mindset and abundance. And uh, that helps really push happiness forward because we believe in the possibilities. So right now, more than ever, uh, we need to know uh, the future is bright and great things are going to come of what we're experiencing right now and try not to get stuck down in the deep dark pit um, along wh where a lot of people are and to have some hope and happiness mm -hmm. and you know if you had to make a guess an educated guess a very educated guess in your case uh what degree it is a skill versus what degree it is a predisposed uh brain function i mean where do you think most of us most most of us fit i think happiness is a choice and it's, i i agree and it's something you have to work toward just as as surely as you have to work to exercise to keep your body in shape there are certain exercises i think we should all be doing as individuals to keep our minds happy and and it took me a long time to figure that out i mean i i've struggled with depression most of my life mm -hmm. and i overcompensate i think um by trying to be the beach happy guy and to, and to live but the reality is we all struggle with it to some degree um and and there are certain things you can do including music uh to help create a better happy um a happier lifestyle let me ask you a question, though. You know, you I watched your TED talk um, and, you know, we all know that depression has been on the rise for a very long time, for at least the last decade. And along with depression uh, come the more dire results of depression, including suicide, even before this pandemic and COVID-19 um, which makes it that much more alarming what we might see in the months and years ahead with regard to economic impact. What do you think is happening? What, why, like in an era when actually homicides are at a near all time low and violent crime is at a near all time low and yet depression and suicides are on the rise. Do you have a feel for what's been fueling that even prior to the pandemic? Um, you know, I, I do, you know, in there. You know, one of the organizations we work with at Vital Neuro is we're a partner with the University of Colorado, uh, the National Mental Health Innovation Center, um, which is very, you know, focused on this concern and these diseases of despair uh, where we have unprecedented highs of depression, anxiety, suicide. Um, you know, a very alarming fact, Mike, is that the leading cause of death of girls aged 10 to 14 is suicide. Um, I never heard of a suicide of a child or a teenager until I entered college. Um, th these are unprecedented times. And what I feel is happening is that we have uh, lowered resilience and we are not uh, adapting uh, to the world at the rate that it's been changing. Uh, we're very uh, overwhelmed in the media with messages of fear, uncertainty, and negativity, and the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and if Chicken Little says it enough, eventually the sky falls, and it has uh, right now. And, you know, it, it isn't COVID-19 that's really the threat. It's the fear that we have of the uncertain future uh, and what might happen to us that it is. 
And we've been seeing this propagate for years, even prior to COVID-19. And I think we saw a big shift after 9-11 uh, of, a, of a very uh, uncertain world, and especially for those here in the U.S. that thought we were impenetrable. And then the enemy uh, arrived uh, on our shores and it's here in full force uh, today. So I think we've been shifting. Our brains have not adapted to the world that we've created. So it's self-inflicted by humanity at some level. Um, we have all this technology, all this information overload. Uh, we're constantly switched on and, and connected and the demands are much higher. Uh, life isn't as simple as it used to be. And our brains simply haven't adapted to this new world fast enough. And uh, I think a lot of what we're seeing is that lower resilience. So there's a whole conversation we can get into about environmental factors and the food that we're eating and um, different types of pollution that we're experiencing from light pollution to noise pollution to groundwater. Um, so I think there are a lot of contributing factors and that what's happening right now is giving us an opportunity to pause to reset, to reprioritize. And in my opinion, we're gonna come out better, stronger, faster, and happier uh, as, as a result of, of what feels like a dark time, um, but there's tremendous light on the other side of this. Couldn't agree more and that's something, it's a recurring theme. Every expert that I speak with, whether they are a, um, a life coach or whether they are a happiness expert such as yourself or whether they're a, a, a physical doctor or immunologist, they're all saying the good thing that good things are going to come out of this. Uh, and I think we're going to start understanding what those good things are once we get through this initial shock, you know, to the system. Um, let's talk about music for a second. Then I want to come back to some of the questions that fans are asking online, including, including Julia Fink and some others. Um, by the way, if you do have questions for Alex, Alex uh, is, is a, an incredible resource here, sharing his time with uh, 30A fans. Um, and in particular, in relation to happiness, uh, the impact, the, the powerful and profound impact that music has on it. Um, is there a genre of music that tends to work better than others, or is it really de depend on the individual? Well, you know, who, who doesn't smile when they listen to the Beach Boys? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I, I think there there are for sure different styles of music that we tend to think um, as happy. But what I'd like to you know break down a little bit more is you know what what is the impact uh, that music has on us that helps activate happiness. And that's the fact that music that feels good, that is familiar and really resonates with us, changes our brain chemistry. And that music does tend to be something a bit more upbeat, bright, uh, generally a fairly simple structure like the Beach Boys uh, that I bring up as an example. Uh, or, you know, if we think of the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, you know, there's the rhythm that we we kind of groove to. Uh, lyrics play uh, actually a very big part. Um, the the key the music is uh, played in, you know, is it a minor or a major um, tonality uh, within the music? Faster tempos or slower tempos? So generally, um, you know, upbeat light music increases the endorphins in the brain. Uh, the feel-good hormones and dopamine that rewards the brain and makes us feel great. And also the right music lowers cortisol, which is our stress hormone. So when we listen to music that feels good, we're changing neurochemistry. And when we change neurochemistry, our mood and emotion and our energy adapts to that very rapidly. In fact, we can, with a familiar song, that we love and we go to as that kind of go-to happy place. Even before we hear the first note of it, if we know it well, the brain's anticipation of it begins to change our chemistry and lighten our mood and make us feel better. So one of the things you talked about in your TED talk was that um, it's, it's like a drug without a side effect. I mean, it really is a, it's a music and, and you're not saying that in a metaphorical way you really are talking about it in a chemical way. 
A hundred percent. So if we take a, a drug of choice, um, whether that be food, whether that be chemical, remember that whether we smoke it, we, we drink it, we, we watch it, uh, or we get our highs from surfing, um, the same neuro network in the brain is at play, and that is the brain's reward network. And it's called a dopamine reward circuit. And when we feed that circuit with what resonates with us and feels good, the brain wants more of it. And it keeps producing these dopamine hits. And music is very effective uh, at doing that without negative side effects of our other drugs of choice. So music is a great substitute uh, to transition from negative substances or experiences uh, which drive us and keep us coming back. Um, music can facilitate the uh, the same thing without making us feel bad in any way. So what about sounds? So one of the things, of course, as a beach brand that our fans love is when we go live from the beach, one of the comments you see over and over and over is like, I could sit here and listen to the waves all day. And actually I have a very difficult time sleeping and always have. And one of the things I do to really help me at night is I go to Google and say, Hey, Google play ocean sounds. And it does play this, you know, that white noise. What, what is it about? I assume it all relates and all ties in. Uh, how, how, how does it differ between say music and, and the sound of ocean waves or is it all the same? Well, it, a lot of it is the same. You know, as I shared, I spent my, most of my life at the beach. And when you bring that up, um, when I first moved to California, I was about nine years old and lived in a town called Moss Beach in the Half Moon Bay area, south of San Francisco. And when you brought that up, Mike, I immediately could hear the waves. Uh, I could remember my time in the tide pools. I can smell the salt, the eucalyptus, the cypress. And it's this multi-sensorial memory, which actually brings me tremendous joy just recalling and, and going back to that time. And when you talk about like the sounds of the ocean and the ocean waves, those ocean waves help to calm our nervous system and our body rhythms and our brain rhythms begin to entrain to the frequency of the waves. And what that does is it helps calm us uh, it gives us a, a sense of place. Uh, it's a sense of grounding and it slows our brain rhythms. It slows our respiratory rate and our breathing rate and our heart rate. And it brings us to that calm place. And that's lowering our cortisol, providing stress relief. And that makes us happy because we feel safe, grounded and calm. Well, I want to thank everybody who's sending in comments. If you have questions for Alex, we have the rare privilege of being here with someone who can help us understand the brain as it relates to happiness and simple things you can do in your life uh, to increase your happiness, especially uh, through the power of music. Um, let, for a second, when you, in your uh, TED Talk, you had, um, it was kind of funny because you showed, you, you played some music for the audience and during that music, actually in the video, they superimposed a beach scene. And so even though the music was ambient, um, you know, th there was an association with a beautiful sunset and a beautiful beach. But let's admit it. Some of us love to crank up, you know, uh, Metallica or uh, Snoop Dogg or, you know, hip hop. And so for people who find enjoyment out of um, different genres of music, it, it is, is it kind of like whatever makes it work for you? Or is it proven that there are certain types of music that have a more powerful impact on happiness than others? The, the answer is both because I, I, cramp, I crank up Metallica and um, uh, all Tool and all kinds of artists to um, Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, even though I produce uh, classical uh, and meditation and sleep music. So, um, if it feels good to us, it is right. But there are some principles to sound of music very quickly that can help you build a personal playlist that's going to allow you to guide your day. So I wanna give you some real quick principles. And that is um, the components of sound or music that help make an impact. One is the tempo of the music. Is it fast or is it slow? 
generally slower tempos below 60 beats per minute and train our breath, our brain waves and our heart rate to find a calm and center. And if that music generally is instrumental, very simple, not complex, that is gonna put us into a calm, relaxed state. Mid-range music going from about 60 beats per minute to 90 beats per minute. Um, some of our pop music falls into this, uh, other instrumental music, guitar music, uh, that allows us to focus and go into a flow state. And when we go from tempos to 90 to 150 beats per minute, very upbeat, something we may um, run to uh, or do our workout to, uh, that's going to arouse and activate the brain. So faster tempo, higher frequencies, raise arousal and elevate mood, and slower tempos, more simple music, lower frequencies, ground us and put us more into a relaxation state. And if you go to your favorite music playlist, you intuitively know what to go to. You know what you need to do to calm down. You know what you need to put on to exercise uh, or to you know shift your mood. If you're sad and you wanna go a bit deeper in that, you know the, those sad songs. And if you're gonna have a party, you got a party playlist. So uh, music is so natural and innate to each of us. We all have that gift to create the playlist that's right for us. Um, uh, and if it feels right for you, it's right for you. That said, um, there are experts who uh, no doubt have curated playlists. Is that something you have on your, do you have playlists that you share with others that you're like, hey, this is this is my go-to Spotify or this is my go-to uh, that, that you, you share with fans or is that something that's very personal? Um, well, steps further, uh, our, our companies actually compose, arrange and create original music to become the soundtrack of people's life. So- okay. We create specialized music programs that you actually put on to set a certain mood. So if you want relaxation, if you want to focus, if you want inspiration or you want motivation, um, you need something for sleep. We scientifically design music to specifically do that. Uh, I have done uh, playlists for like men's health and women's health and other publications. I haven't put anything out on Spotify, but I think it's a great idea. Uh, mine is very eclectic. Um, so it it will uh, it will range from everything from Tool to uh, Steely Dan to the Beach Boys to our own meditation music. So um, it's pretty broad ranging. And you have worked a lot on um, mobile apps that help people uh, sleep and relax. Tell us a little bit about what the names of those apps are and, and where what what they do. Yeah, so uh, along with the team several years ago and a NASA neuroscientist, we created uh, the number one uh, global health and fitness app for a period in the App Store called Sleep Genius, which is a audio-based technology which allows you to go to sleep and stay asleep and have a higher quality sleep. Uh, that's available um, through advanced brain technologies as well as uh, in the app stores. Uh, we've had a couple million users of those. Um, through advanced brain technologies, we have uh, the listening program uh, online, which is a subscription-based music service of scientifically designed music to actually train your brain. And uh, so that subscription service you can sign up and use. And then in my new company, uh, Vital Neuro, uh, later this year, uh, we have a, a new platform and technology of a wireless headset that reads brain activity uh, in real time and then guides you through a neuro-guided meditation uh, of music and sound that's changing in response to your real-time brain activity to help you to meditate and relax, to focus, or to improve your, your productivity. So we've got a pretty broad range of products through advanced brain technologies, vital neuro and sleep genius that you should find helpful. Very cool. Um, what uh, Julia Fink's asking, what motivates you? What keeps you happy even beyond music? And how do you measure whether you're happy? I mean, is that something that's just, you kind of feel good or in scientific terms, do you guys have parameters where you're like, you know, here, here's how you know if you're really happy or not. Well, you know, I, I think, um, when you, you wake up and, and you make a choice like we talked about, but what makes me happy is a good night's sleep, um, morning exercise, um, getting out and getting some fresh air, 
using our music, a good cup of coffee. When I'm not in quarantine, I get up, I go to the gym. Uh, I do 20 minutes of dry sauna, then a cold shower. Then I swim in the pool, take the cold shower, hit the dry sauna again in the cold shower, and then I go back home. And when I do that, when I practice the daily rituals that make me feel good, those are the days I set myself up to feel happy uh, and successful. And what motivates me truly is to be the best version of myself so I can serve others. Um, so I can be there for my wife, uh, for my children, for our team, and the people that we're, that we're serving through our work. Um, Wolfie Ramon uh, is a, a well-known uh, DJ in the region, and, uh, and, and he's a career music guy. He's asking, is there music to avoid if you're trying to relax? Because let me, let me use an example. People talk about the blues, blues music. Well, of course, if you're just listening to the genre name, um, well, that's depressing. I wouldn't want to listen to the blues, but I will tell you as an avid blues fan and as someone who has struggled with depression over the years, the blues kind of reminds you that there, you're not you're not alone. You know, that that these emotions you might be feeling, whether it's through a loss of love or, or through other um, financial uh, hurdles, that the blues kind of says, hey, you know, what you're feeling is, is, is a common thing. Uh, you're not alone and it gives you a sense of solidarity or camaraderie. Um, so therefore, you know, for, for some people, the blues is actually a very healing thing as opposed to a depressing. Is there though, when it comes down to the science of music, okay, the beats per minute, you've already mentioned beats per minute. Is that, is that alone? What other factors do you kind of look at in terms of music, whether you're trying to, to, to bring your mind down to a more relaxed state? What do you need to be looking for? So, Mike, it's multifactorial, but it is the tempo of the music. Low and slow entrains the brain and body rhythms to slow down to a calm, relaxed state. Just as I'm speaking very differently right now, that's going to entrain and set the mood of what's happening. If I want to relax, I'm not going to put on insane clown posse. Okay, that that is going to overactivate me, agitate me, and shift my mood and arousal and make me feel very uncomfortable and into a stress state. And I and I'm glad you brought up blues because um, often we think we need we need to listen to music to shift away from something when it's very helpful to go into it. So. Uh, often to feel calm and relaxed, I listen to Miles Davis, uh, some kind of blue. I mean, that, that album is a go-to um, to be kind of very, very grounding and, and to be in it. But there, there are certain types of music, and, and unfortunately, you know, people say rap is bad, heavy metal is bad. I don't agree with that because that music comes from a place of expression for the artists that are creating it and that are finding an outlet for that. And there are people that connect with that in that moment. And that makes it right. I mean, I was a kid growing up in the punk rock scene. Uh, I spent a lot of time in clubs. I even was a bouncer and worked security at shows. And I can tell you as a teenager and young adult, that music was a savior for me. Um, so there is no bad music per se. I, I think that idea is the wrong mindset and it just goes back. If it works for you, it's right for you. So if I was speaking with a, um, a fitness trainer or, a, a, a food expert, um, or someone who, um, you turn to for coaching, uh, they would probably give you some things that you can do, some tips that you can do, certainly in quarantine at home as it relates to music um, or even not. What are a few simple things that people can be doing right now at home? Uh, very specific things that they can be doing that will hopefully increase their basic happiness levels. Yeah. Um, one, get a great night's sleep, set a ritual for sleep, make your bedroom an absolute haven. Uh, keep it dark, uh, keep it quiet, keep your screens uh, off, uh, no screen time two hours before you go to bed. Um, make your bedroom a haven, use it to sleep and for uh, other adult activities and nothing else. So make that your sanctuary. 
Uh, I encourage you to set a window to go to bed every night and to wake up every morning because sleep sets your circadian cycle, which is going to give you the foundation of success for the rest of your day and the rest of your life when you have good sleep. Set a routine in your day if you're working at home. Um, eat nutritious food. Um, take periods for quiet. Move your body. Get out. Get some vitamin D and get fresh air. And this is a great time to curate your playlist. And you know, through iTunes and Spotify and other music services, there's all sorts of um, artificial intelligence that allow you to discover new music that is very, very effective. So um, take some time to curate some playlists um, to go back to music, spend some time with music. Uh, right now, my son and I are learning to play guitar together. So we're learning a new skill um, to have something to bond us together uh, in, in music. And we're having a great experience uh, taking a little bit of free time to learn something new. Guys, we are here with Alex Doman. Um, Alex is founder of Vital Neuro, Advanced Brain Technologies and Sleep Genius. Um, he is the author of the best-selling book, Healing at the Speed of Sound, and uh, you can find out more information at advancedbrain.com. Uh, we've got time for a few more questions. Um, talk about programming your brain for happiness. Um, you know, I've read in some places that, you know, you kind of have to think about uh, the synapses of the brain, the pathways as roads and or or even paths through a forest. And the more often you use a path, the more visible it is, the easier it is to navigate. Uh, and the less you use that path, the more overgrown it gets, the more things happen to the path that doesn't stay cleared and therefore it's not an easy path. And that as, as humans, uh, our brains, like the rest of our bodies, love the easy path sometimes. And so if we make the boulevard uh, wider, um, if we're always focusing on the negative, if we're always being pessimistic, or uh, even if we surround ourselves with negativity in our lives, those neurosynapses, neural synapses get wider, and therefore we tend to default to them. And what I read was that, you know, you kind of have to develop the habits of, of following, you know, basically blazing that trail through the woods toward the path of happiness. And that becomes... Um, that makes your brain more likely to defer to that direction. Is that, is that consistent with what you're seeing in, in your research? Yeah. I mean, practice makes perfect and, and whatever we practice, we, we get good at and these become our default networks. So our mindset really plays a, a huge, huge part of this. Um, are we optimistic? Are we abundant? Uh, do we believe in the good in the world? Uh, do we believe in our in ourselves? And are we um, practicing methods of good self-care to be the best version of ourselves so that we have a strong foundation to build upon? Uh, in a certain degree, you may need to fake it till you make it. Walk around with that smile. Um, do things that you see other people do that they model um, that, you know, watch the happy people in your life and do what they do until you adopt that uh, as your natural state and your natural being. So, uh, you know, and, and another important piece is uh, we know that we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. So um, sometimes to grow, um, we have to do the painful thing and leave others behind. Uh, in our lives that aren't willing to grow with us. So I think making a choice about who you spend your time around, um, that's very infectious. And that also shapes our neural pathways, um, just simply the people that we're around. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, making happiness a choice, um, choosing the good in our lives, uh, having the perspective of, of abundance and love and calm and peace uh, and happiness as opposed to sorrow, fear, and despair and uncertainty. So John's asking a very practical question. As I mentioned, when I go to sleep, I, I ask Google to play ocean sounds. Uh, and I've, I've played ambient music. I've played different types of music. What about music, uh, the, the different, what about music with words? Is that 
something you would want to stay away from typically in a bedroom environment is ambient or ambient noise or ambient music going to be better or worse? Or is it really, again, all come down to what works for you? Uh, you know, it, it's interesting having created a science-based program that grew out of NASA, helping astronauts go to sleep in space. Um, you know, this is a topic that, um, you know, is something I'm very attuned to. And the wrong music can disrupt our sleep patterns. It can make it difficult to go to sleep uh, and to stay asleep. And the right music can help us have sleep onset and sleep maintenance and actually amplify our sleep quality, but it is very individual. So if we can use music for a short period of time, uh, so you set a timer, say for 90 minutes, uh, which is the first full sleep cycle, and then it shuts off that allows us to entrain to sleep. If our difficulty is falling asleep, use what works. If your difficulty is maintenance insomnia, you wake during the night, um, maybe because of noises or things happening in, in your environment, uh, playing a nature scape or music designed for that like in Sleep Genius can help filter out that extraneous noise so your brain can stay within the sleep state. Some people find uh, guided meditations uh, very, very helpful. Um, some also find that these uh, whole ACE, ASMR uh, channels are very helpful. So, uh, and, and I wouldn't worry about creating the dependency on it because these things are not harmful and it's okay to be dependent on things that make us feel good if they're good for us and the right sound of music is good for us. Susan Gunn is asking, I've been having some bad dreams related to all the stress of, of being locked up, but also I know Susan, she's also a first responder. So uh, beyond um, just the stress of being at, on lockdown, also the stress of, of worrying about exposing yourself and your loved ones to uh, uh, you know, the atrocious things that are, are going around. What do you recommend for someone who's having bad dreams all of a sudden um, it, are there any suggestions for how to potentially go to sleep and have fonder thoughts at night? Uh, I, I think, um, yeah, that there, there's something that some friends developed, which is uh, an exercise. Now, you know, what I'd like you to do before you go to sleep is I want you to think of something that brings you absolute joy. If you're a parent, it's the face of your infant child when they were young. Uh, if you're a pet owner, it, it may be your puppy. And I'd like you to visualize looking in their eyes and feeling and expressing thoughts of love. And just to stay in that moment as you're going to sleep and to program your brain with something that touches your heart very deeply, uh, that brings you joy, that is very pure and unaffected. Um, by what's happening in the world. Uh, that's an exercise that can be very, very helpful and bring a great sense of peace. And of course, take time for yourself to practice meditation, practice mindfulness, slow down, practice good self-care and be a little bit selfish. Put on your own oxygen mask, especially uh, as someone on the front line serving others and take that time for yourself to allow yourself to nurture your own good. And that is gonna help you have a greater sense of peace and hopefully a more restful night's sleep. One of the things I've found, and you know, I'm, I'm no expert, Alex is the expert, but I will say that having struggled with sleep really until the last year or two, um, I finally, and, and I found there is no magic bullet. I'm, I'm doing a multitude of things. I'm, you know, uh, making sure I have earplugs. I'm making sure the room's dark. I'm making sure I've got my ambient music on. Um, I'm making sure that I'm uh, doing all the things that create the best possible environment. But um, to kind of piggyback on what you were talking about there and to, to try and um, follow up on Susan's question, another thing I started doing that sounded kind of hokey. Um, however, you know, I'm also one of those guys, I'll try anything, you know, to a, to a certain degree to see if it works. And I did start a gratitude journal and, you know, I keep it by my bed and it's nothing more than just a blank book. And, and I don't put any thought into it. I'm not writing to my diary. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I expect to probably burn it after I'm, I fill the book up because it's not, 
it, it's not poetry. It is literally almost stream of consciousness. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that I have clean drinking water. I'm grateful that my son had a good day. I'm grateful that uh, we have enough food to eat. I'm grateful that toilet paper is not an issue in our house. You know, whatever it pops into my mind. And what occurred to me, I really do think it's helped. And, and the reason I say that, I, and, I, and I think it's kind of interesting. One is you're going to sleep with positive thoughts, if nothing else, instead of going, or in addition to going to sleep, worried about whatever crisis you're facing in your life, whether it's, you know, health issue or financial or worry about being exposed to, you know, COVID-19 or something else. I find that it balances at the very least. It lets you go to sleep with positive thoughts on your mind. So it goes back to that neural pathway. Susan, I suspect you're probably going to bed worried to death, you know, about um, your, your loved ones, worried about your work situation. And I think you kind of have to counterbalance that by reminding yourself of the things you're blessed with, especially right before you go to sleep. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah. I, I, you know, the, the practice of gratitude is one of the most nurturing things that, that we can do. Um, you know, mo most of us in modern society, um, the fact that we can probably be on this podcast and have the technology to participate in it, we have a fairly abundant life. And, and if we appreciate, and I think now more than ever, we're appreciating the smaller things um, that currently aren't fully accessible uh, to us right now. So a gratitude journal uh, is an in, uh, incredible tool uh, for happiness and positivity and to focus on also the fact uh, in this particular case that you're able to serve others. Uh, in this time. And I don't think anything brings more joy to us than to bring happiness into other lives and comfort. You know, I, I'm not to get too philosophical about it, but uh, that's part of why we're here as well. Um, you know, I've learned over the years, I think there were things and I was raised Catholic. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a, uh, uh, recovering, uh, you know, Catholic, uh, like we all are, you know, but uh, it was a great childhood, a great way to grow up. And it did lay the foundation of having a voice to talk to in those times of desperation and loneliness. And over the years, and I won't get into all of them now, but I've recognized, wow, there are things we did because we were taught from a religious standpoint that they were beneficial to you. And let's just, and, I, and I'll use saying the rosary for a second. For anyone who does not know what that is, it's a Catholic ritual that involves uh, beads and you count the beads and say your Hail Marys and your Our, Our Fathers. It kind of happens to last around 20 minutes. And then later on in life, when I realized I took transcendental meditation from uh, Prudence Bruins uh, here in our town and, you know, it, like it was really very uh, familiar because it was a mantra. It was a repetition of the mind. It was taking 20 minutes to kind of just clear your thoughts. And then when I started doing the gratitude journal and I can, I can rattle off another 12 things like this that I've kind of realized, wow, this was steeped in our, we, we already knew it. And maybe they didn't know how to communicate that being grateful at the end of your day, like getting down on your knees as a child and, mm -hmm. and saying your prayers at the bedside is a healthy habit. It's not just a lifeline to God. If you believe in a, in a, in a maker, it's also that somehow I think somebody figured that out a thousand years ago and said, you know, this is just makes people happier. And therefore it became part of our religious ritual to express gratitude at the end of the day. And now in a less religious era, where in, in some, and, and I'm not passing judgment either way on the good or bad of that, but in a time when fewer people are going to church, we're kind of finding alternative ways. And I don't necessarily believe they're better, but we're finding ways to make up for the fact that I may not get down on my knees and say prayers like I should anymore. So I, I'm doing a, a gratitude journal, but then that light goes off and I'm like, wow, that is a gratitude journal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. And, you know, I think that this goes back to our most, uh, ancient cultures and music is um, one of those tools because often, you know, music uh, was written as an expression of gratitude, uh, as a prayer, as a meditation. So uh, it also works to uh, facilitate 
um, many of the same outcomes uh, as the examples that you shared, Mike. Well, and also I, I just see that Terry chimed in. Terry is the one who uh, suggested the idea that we we discuss uh, music. So I'm glad to see Terry oh, on with us. And uh, thank you, Terry, for not only being a 30A insider and supporter, but for bringing uh, Alex uh, through our door, whether you knew that that was going to be the result or not. So what are you doing, you know, Alex, and you're, you're, you know, a regular guy like the rest of us. You're at home, I presume, uh, with yep. your family. Um, what are you doing differently now um, to maintain a stable, sane household that perhaps you weren't even doing 30 or 60 days ago? Or are you just continuing your, your practice? Well, it, it's the practice continues, but um, the need is more intensified. Um, you know, we're fortunate we we have space in our home and I've got an office. My wife has an office and and, and our son has space uh, to do to do his schoolwork. So we feel very grateful uh, for that. So we don't feel so confined and, and we live at the base of the mountains and I can look outside and see the mountains and the trees and, and hear the birds and get fresh air easily. But what what's really happening is we found we have had to create more structure in our life to stay grounded because we are in front of our screens more. Uh, if I say we're three times busier than we were before this happened, that would not be an exaggeration. Uh, we've got teams uh, working globally that we're managing and we're used to working with global teams, but now even our core team in our offices are geographically uh, dispersed. So we're having more frequent video conferences to have connection with others. Um, but really what we're focused on now and has been most helpful is finding ways to serve, um, to create value for others. And that is creating fuel for us to keep going and to have the energy to do what we're doing. And you know, I'll be honest, it's often you know very trying uh, to have our, our youngest son is 10 uh, and in fourth grade. And he's used to being in a classroom with his classmates and his teacher guiding and structuring his day. And, you know, we're having to multitask, you know, uh, he brought in, you know, a note. Um, he was holding up in the window, trying to get my attention as we were talking. And he's still outside waiting for me to wrap up so I can help him with whatever awaits. Um, but we're, you know, we're keeping it in perspective. Uh, I would say we're, we're cooking more. We're playing board games. Uh, we're spending more quality time. Like I said, my son and I are learning the guitar together. So we're practicing the rituals that we can uh, and adopting new ones. And what I would say is we're living in some ways a more quality, purposeful, intentional life. Mm -hmm. And that's really helping. Well, um, we want to thank you for joining us, guys, uh, today. Um, we are here with Alex. He is founder of Vital Neuro, Advanced Brain Technologies, and Sleep Genius. Uh, you can find out more information about uh, Alex and his work on um, advancedbrain.com. And um, he's author of the best-selling book called Healing at the Speed of Sound. And um, I'm assuming uh, you can get this on Amazon. Yeah, uh, it's... Uh... Anywhere audiobooks or printed books are sold. You bet. Audible, Amazon, uh, wherever you shop. Great. Well, uh, Alex, we, we really appreciate um, uh, you spending some time with us. And in fact, we'd love to have you back on the show because although we are talking about uh, music uh, and happiness right now in the uh, era of COVID-19, um, as the Beach Happy Podcast, we're all about creating happier lives even outside of pandemics. It's a struggle for many of us to be happy. And I think, you know, uh, if you are, if you do struggle from depression normally and you find yourself struggling, of course, uh, we want to put up information about uh, national suicide hotlines. We'll uh, post that in the comments. Um, but know that you're not alone. Know that this is a very, very common thing. Um, and I, I see it in my friends, I see it in my own behavior. I see it in my children. And I think the most important thing is to talk about it because so many of us live uh, in, in, what do they call it? I don't remember which uh, poet said it, but we, most men leave lives of silent desperation. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is part of human nature to bottle it up and to, to just put on a smile and to work our, uh, plow our way through it. 
but we do uh, live in an age where suicide, depression is on the rise. Um, and yet, and yet, despite what we're seeing now, we live in the greatest time to ever be alive. And there's so much to be happy about. There's so much to be grateful for. And I think we have to spend more time focusing on the things that we should be grateful for and less about the uh, alarmisms uh, that that blow up around the world and we get notified every time something awful goes wrong. I think that we're going to find that the consumption of bad information, the consumption of um, negative information has such a profound impact on our psyche. It's the equivalent of eating a Big Mac every meal. Um, you know, if you're eating junk uh, food, you're going to get unhealthy. You're going to have heart disease. You're going to get overweight. If you're consuming junk news, junk information, you're going to be bogged down uh, with with psychological baggage that is is just unnecessary. So I want to thank Alex for shining light on some uh, practical tips uh, that you can use at home. And uh, Alex, I hope people will go visit you on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, at advancedbrain.com and I hope they'll pick up your book and I hope you'll come back and visit with us when we're not under a pandemic and when we can uh, talk about happiness and normal life. Mike, I'll come back anytime I've got the uh, invitation. Thanks so much uh, for having me. This was uh, really a lot of fun. Well, thank you. All right, guys. So this is Mike with the Beach Happy Show. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you'd like, uh, please click get notifications so that you'll be notified every time we go live. Sometimes we're going live with someone like Alex, um, who uh, is is sharing uh, tips to keep you happy and healthy. Uh, other times we're sharing you know, sunsets at the beach or, or dolphin videos or whatever else we have at our disposal. And I also want to thank Terry, one of our 30A insiders and 30A supporters for the suggesting that we bring in a happiness expert to talk about music. Uh, by the way, she mentioned that 30A radio makes her happy. So if you love music and especially if you love beach music, um, it's not just Beach Boys on 30aradio.com. We play a little bit of reggae, a little bit of New Orleans funk, a little bit of Nashville country, a little Southern rock and, and uh, all sorts of music that you would hear along Florida's Gulf Coast. So if you love music, if you're sitting at home and you're tired of your playlist, uh, you can go over to your Google and say, uh, hey, Google, play. Um, I'm actually, I shouldn't do it because it's going to turn on everybody's radios at home. But you can say, hey, Google, uh, play 30A radio, um, or you can find it on our 30A app or on just go to 30aradio.com in your car or on any device. So again, Alex, want to thank you. And um, uh, to all of our Beach Happy fans, stay healthy, stay happy, and turn on some music. Yeah. Right. Thanks, Thanks, Alex. Bye-bye. Bye. Find the 30A Show on your favorite streaming apps or inside our 30A apps for iPhone and Android. Thanks for listening to the 30A Show, brought to you locally by Shunk Gully Oyster Bar. Until next time, beach happy.